0: everybody and welcome to making sense with dustin Lamontang from mackey research capital my name is Bryn griffiths and dustin joins us as he always does every week with this podcast this is a big one for a lot of people because it is that time of year but you're telling me that when we're talking about rsps and tfsas that as much as it this was a panicky time for people people now view this as an all all around year type of thing is that true
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely uh true, Bryn. Um, you know, when I first started in the business, they didn't have tax free savings accounts, but the last week in February you'd have this mad dash of, of people coming in and trying to get their, their RSP money in. Um, so you, you'd put it in something just temporary and get just to get them that receipt for their taxes. And that, that still happens with a few clients. I still have the, the client that, you know, Calls me at 3 p.m. on March 1st, and and asks me if I can get their their uh, contribution in under the wire, but. Um more and more, it's it's as we focused on more holistic planning um, for people. That's it's something that we incorporate into uh, you know the, the entire financial year. So uh, we're not so focused. Of course, the deadline is the end of February, but most of the time, we're, we have those uh, contributions made well ahead of time.
0: Okay, so. well, let's uh, let's talk about the, the whole process for people if they want to get started with you, and what is what.
1: So, you know, I wanted to do this topic. I think most people know what an, what an RSP is and, and a tax free savings account has been out since uh, 2009. Um, uh, I just wanted to kind of give an idea of, of what each is. I won't go into, you know, two uh, minute, my, my details and minutia, but um, an RSP is just retirement savings plan. And, and typically you put money in there to save for your retirement. A tax free savings account is, uh, or TFSA is an account that would come out in 2009 and, and it's uh, for, really for uh, after-tax savings. So if, if you've got some savings in your bank account, the government says, uh, we'll let you put uh, $6,000 into this tax-free savings account and it can grow and grow and grow and grow and you never pay tax on that money and you never lose the room. So it's a very valuable savings vehicle whereas the RSP is, is really you're, you're using before-tax dollars. Um, well, you can, you can contribute after-tax dollars, but essentially um, you're getting a tax deduction for putting that money in. So you get a portion of it back. So the idea is, uh, and you can put up to 18% of your income up to a maximum, uh, I think the, the limit this year is 27830 so 6000 on the TFSA for contribution room and $27,830. And what's consistent with both TFSAs and RSPs is you, your room uh, carries forward, okay? So if you, um, if you never put money in, those shelters keep building room, and uh, I think the limit this year is uh, uh, $75,500, uh, I believe, on the uh, TFSA plans. And then your RSP is whatever room you've accumulated throughout your working life if you haven't maxed it out. So uh, you can easily find out those uh, numbers if you don't know how to find them through CRA. You can get a MyCRA account or you can call CRA directly and they'll glad you t- gladly tell you your TFSA or your RSP contribution room. Um, so the bo- both are excellent planning tools. Um, for, for the average person just working once, once you get into, um, you know, owning a business, uh, then it, it's not so clear. There's different planning avenues that, that we, uh, uh, pursue based on whether a person's taking salary or a combination of salary and dividends and bonus. So I won't get into the, 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 you know, complexities of that in this podcast. I just kind of wanted to give an overview on TFSAs and RSPs, um, the, the tax deductibility on the RSP um, is your marginal tax rate. So let's say you put in uh, you know, $20,000 and you're at a 40% tax rate, you'll get back $8,000 from the government. So essentially what the RSP does is it reduces your income uh, right at source. So if you made a hundred thousand, you put in 20, the government only taxes you on the 80,000 in income. Whereas the TFSA you're just putting in there and you're, you're getting growth. Um, the The nice thing about the TFSA is you can take money out, um, you can take the growth out, and you're not taxed on it. Whereas if you take money of an RSP, right. uh, it's taxed uh, at your marginal rate, the same as if you were contributing. What you pull out is taxable.
0: So if somebody's starting, let's let's use somebody in their twenties and they, and they want to get going big time. Which direction would you go here? I'm, do you like uh, locked-in stuff as well for somebody who's just starting? That way they're not tempted to go after it?
1: Well, if, if a person has a pension plan through, through their employer, that's how you get a, the locked-in account. Okay. Um, but for a person just starting out, definitely they want to start putting into RSPs because they'll, you know, both plans is uh, tax-deferred growth. Meaning that inside the shelter, the government's not taking any of that growth. You're compounding 100% of your money. But if you're looking at um, when somebody's starting out, the RSP really is a, a pension, and then you can get money back for every dollar you contribute. So that, that's definitely recommended starting out with the RSP. If you're fortunate enough to be in a high income bracket and you, you're maxed out those RSPs, then you can start putting into the tax free savings account. You can do both in the same calendar year.
0: Okay. And, and, and I'm in a situation where my health has been a real issue in the last couple of years. And I had to, you know, when you work in the broadcast business, you got a lot of RSPs that are done through companies, right? Cause you've worked at a lot of companies. So I had to cash a few in. I don't like to do that, but does that concern you, concern you that economically in the situation that we're in, people are looking to cash in stuff right now. Does that bother you a little bit?
1: Yeah, it, it does because you never like to see somebody have to, uh, you know, cash in their retirement assets early. And and I have had some clients that have run into that situation. It's it's not a good feeling as an advisor when I have to uh, to take those calls. But you know, the good thing about the the RSP um, is that there's always next year, and you can you can rebuild it up if you you get back working, get back on your feet. Um, the tax free savings account, you never lose the room. So if you do take money out, uh, you can always put it back in in the future. The only caveat there is you cannot put money back in in the same calendar year as you withdrew it. Right? So if you take money out in uh, January, you got to wait till the following January. You got to wait till that uh, calendar clicks over, and you can put the money back into your savings.
0: With- so withdrawal uh, strategies though, it's got to be big. It's got to be a big thing. People should be thinking ahead and planning ahead if they're gonna do this kind of stuff, right?
1: Yeah, when you, when you talk about an RSP by, by age 71, you have to din- turn it into a vehicle called a RIF, which is a retirement income fund. And a, a RIF, there's, there's uh, various withdrawal rules surrounding that, but the idea is that you, you want to turn that RSP eventually into a pension. So what I like to do for clients is I amortize those RIFs, um, much the same as you would pay off a mortgage over, say, 15, 20, or 25 years. We'll do that with a RIF. It's just in reverse. You're withdrawing it and paying yourself out the income. And that's, you know, it's a a very tax effective way of doing it. Uh, For people in a higher income bracket, we sometimes use different strategies. We'll sometimes accelerate the RIF withdrawal. Uh, because in in some cases, if a person hasn't planned properly, they may end up paying a a higher uh, tax rate on withdrawals when they're they're dead versus alive, for instance. If you die, the plans all get collapsed, Um, especially for single people will use that strategy because they can't roll the plan over to their spouse. So there's a lot of detailed planning and strategies that go into the Um, you know, retirement aspect of of a person's planning once they get some of that wealth built up. And I think you really need to speak to a professional if you're in that situation um, to to get good advice and make sure you're you're doing all the right things.
0: We're not going to be able to talk about everything here and that's fine because they can always reach out to you. But the one thing we do have to tell everybody is that this isn't just a February thing. This is a 12 month of the year thing, right?
1: Yeah, without a doubt, and, you know, there, there's uh, there's a lot of planning that goes into this. You know, let's say you have half a million dollars built up in a registered plan. You don't want the government to get 40% of that just because you might get hit by a bus or, or have a heart attack and die, so uh, we we use different planning strategies. Sometimes we incorporate life insurance. Um, it, it's, it's a really complex area, and if people plan properly, they don't end up giving more more money to the government uh, upon uh, you know their estate than they need to. And that's important.
0: Yeah, let's not be doing that. Okay, so if people need to get a hold of you here, let's give them the phone number. What is it? It is?
1: 780-905-7729. Okay,
0: and your and email address? My email
1: email is montagne at com.
0: I also have to ask one other thing because podcasts are heard everywhere, not just in the province of Alberta. How how much are you able to help somebody if they're out of province or can you redirect them to somebody?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got clients in, uh, every province from here to, uh, Quebec. I've got clients in Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Uh, so I'm licensed across the prairies in Ontario. I don't have any clients, uh, currently, um, east of, uh, Ontario doesn't mean I can't deal with any The the opportunity has just not uh, uh, arisen yet, okay. as of yet. So.
0: Excellent. Thanks for your time today. Always great chatting. Thanks, Brent. All right. That's making sense with Dustin LaMontagne. Have yourself a great day.